Why, how do you do? It's me, Jake. Welcome aboard. Good to see you. Well, I can't see you just yet, but I look forward to being able to see you soon. As soon as the machine uh, allows me to, to be... Oh, the fart machine is in full effect. Lady Jerry's not here, but I've got the fart machine, so uh, I miss her. I don't miss you guys. Uh, I Have you missed me? <laughs> It's just been a day. Uh, I'm looking down to see who is here, and it looks like I'm not seeing who's... Oh, David! Greetings to you in Connecticut. And Dave, yo. Dave, double Dave's here early. A Bible story and a letter from Grandma Rachel. Yeah, you got, you got it. You didn't ask for it, but... Well, you sort of did ask for it. You're asking for it. I get it. <clears throat> I've got it. I get it. I got it. Amy, greetings to you in Detroit. Yeah, it's uh, not Detroit cold here, but it is cold. I realized how thin my blood must be right now because, man, I think it's in the mid-50s. It feels cold to be today. Rich, happy pre-Wednesday to you. Yes, the hump day. Cindy, greetings. Darren, hello to you, sir. And uh, Bob, welcome aboard. Uh, we all miss you. Uh, I'm not, is that me? You miss me? I'm glad. Uh, you had sunshine and 60s today pick. Awesome. That is really nice. Uh, Andrew, terrific Tuesday to you. Uh, and welcome aboard, as they say. Um, so I've got the Bible story, which I've read. Man, the, now that we, <laughs> now that I've been going chronological or, or in the Bible in the order that they're telling them, it's, it's even more confusing. I find the Bible more, not less confusing that I'm reading it in order. Reunited, and it feels pretty okay, Scott. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the best we could do. Um, Laura, hello. Anyone have a good food recommendations for Gulfport or Biloxi? Wow. I'm going to go for any kind of uh, soul food, anything down there in Biloxi. Uh, I can't remember where. I, we. I worked at a casino down there, and I can't remember the name of it, but the restaurant on the top floor of the casino, believe it or not, uh, was delicious. And it's not... It's not a horrific casino. It's a very nice view up there too. So I'd rec I recommend the uh, the casino in Biloxi. And I know there's more than one, but this would be a probably a 14 t story tall one. Uh, it's got a view of the Gulf. Lovely restaurant on top. Yeah, go for it. Uh, it's the one where they have stand up comedy. <laughs> if that's helpful, although they don't have any stand up comedy right now. Snowing there, uh, Bob. Oh, eight degrees. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm not experiencing that. David also snows. 67 in Austin. Boy, I read a, something on the internet about a guy who moved from California to Austin, didn't care for it, and moved back. How about that? Um, Keith, you turned the air, AC on a couple of days ago in Florida. Well, you do what you want in Florida. That's, that's one of the things that you can like about Florida. You can do what you want to down there. Cindy, you just finished another documentary about the Titanic. <laughs> um... Is anyone else simply obsessed with that tragedy? Well, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, the Titanic. Uh, Lady Jerry and I are watching a uh, movie. It's an Indian, India, Indian from India movie called White Tiger on Netflix, and we're quite enjoying it. We've got a half hour to go tonight, uh, but uh, I'm recommending it prematurely. Is it the Beau Rivage that's right across the street from your hotel? Um, I can't remember, Laura, and I'm sorry about that, but it's 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 basically... It, it could it could very easily be. Um, I'm sorry, but if there's a restaurant up on top, give it a try and have the 
have the fish that's crusted with something in a creamy sauce. That's what I'm recommending. <laughs> oh, dearie. Um, I got an inch and a half in Buffalo, no sledding this winter. Oh, spring like in Dallas. Well, there's nothing like springtime in Dallas. Um, I'm obsessed, Bob. Bob, the Shackleton Expedition. I'm obsessed with that also, Bob. Uh, the, uh, the book that came out, it's got to be 10, 15 years ago now, but the, the book that's the, um, it's a compilation of the diaries of the men who were on the expedition put together. That book was great about Shackleton. And if you don't know the story of Ernest Shackleton, man, what, what a, an amazing so- story. I mean, that's from those times. Those are some of my favorite stories, those great adventure stories. And that was back when you could just be a, like, to be an astronaut now, it's a lot of training and weeding out, and it's very difficult that that could happen. But to be on that Shackleton expedition, well, it's interesting when in this book they talked about how he chose the men, which is what enabled him to do what he was able to do, which is guide them to safety after over uh, a year trapped in the ice. <clears throat> it's an amazing, amazing story. But you could just be a regular guy and go in for a job interview and have an adventure like that. <clears throat> Uh, Keys, you're saying, yeah, it's weird, but Austinites don't care much for Californians. They blame them for the insane home prices. Yeah, that happened in Seattle and Portland as well. And it's sort of a funny thing because it's usually someone who's blaming you for the insane home prices, but it's also someone who owns a home. Like, wait, let me get this straight. You're mad at me because your house is now worth uh, another $100,000. It seems like you'd be grateful, but anyway... Shaggy's Biloxi Beach heard food food is good, Darren. Yeah, well, there you go. This this is we're really getting a lot out of the show here today. 2020 program repeat on the History Channel with James Cameron. Um, oh, that's about the Titanic. Yeah, that's that's got to be interesting. You want to visit Shackleton's grave on South Georgia Island? One of the greatest leaders of all time. Yeah, it, Bob, you, you're right. That It's an amazing story, the way he gets those men to follow him. They spend a year trapped on the boat, camp on the ice, camping on the ice, and then when it's clear that the boat won't free up, he they, they go, they just take off across the ice with their sled dogs. And when they get to the edge of the ice, basically, he goes, okay, we're going to eat the dogs and get in the boats and sail open, open ocean, longest voyage ever to get to this island. It's unbelievable that they kept following him, and they all survived really amazing. Smart News Today has a list of the 26 best documentaries on Netflix. Oh, I have to check that out, Jen. Um, Jeff, welcome aboard. Good to see you. Was it the Shackleton story where they had to kill a guy because he wouldn't stop stop eating the food? No, they they didn't kill anybody on that Shackleton trip. And what they survived was unbelievable. Leopard seals. Let me tell you this. If you're ever up against leopard seals look out, because those guys are a-holes. All right, it's time for the Bible story. We're seven minutes into this Tuesday show, and I don't know what I was thinking. Today's Bible story is Jacob's return, and man, it's this amazing uh, illustration here. I don't know if you could see it, but, uh, you know, what the hell's going on here with these two these two guys here um, in sort of a blacky-purpley um, color here. Jacob, I've seen Revenant. What a story... Pr- a perseverance. DiCaprio deserved an Oscar for that one. Um, yeah, Revenant was Revenant was a, a, a great film. I suggest Andrew that you check out some of the books on Ernest Shackleton. Um, all right, so <clears throat> here we go. 
Um, after the birth of Joseph, uh, so Jacob has gone off to visit his uh, uncle, his mom's brother, Laban, and then wound up marrying his two daughters, and uh, the plain one and the beautiful one. And then he's had a kid named, uh, that he named uh, uh, Joseph by the beautiful Ra- Rachel, I believe it is. And now he, it's time, he's been there for a while. So after the birth of Joseph, Jacob decided it was time to leave Laban, his father and her, his uncle, who was becoming jealous of his skills as a shepherd and his growing wealth, even though Laban set him up and he's getting what Laban is jealous. He, he's the older man and this guy's married to his two daughters. There's some jerk behavior back in the Bible time. Really? You're jealous of your nephew who's married to your two daughters? This is ridiculous. So he sends a message to Esau, his brother, who he cheated out of his birthright, his twin brother, um, to say that he was on his way back home and that he hoped Esau would look favorably on him and then taking with him his wives and children, all his servants, his herds and flocks, he started out for Canaan almost um, almost at once. Word came that Esau was coming to meet him with a force of 400 men. Hmm, that sounds like a good welcoming party. Um, Keys, I want to talk to you about pretend it's a city. Um, so, uh, Sorry, if you're just listening to the audio of this, it's a bit confusing. Um, I fear from this that he means to attack, said Jacob, and prayed to God to save him. He divided his own company into two parts, so that if Esau did attack, at least half would escape. Then he chose a large number of cattle, camels, and donkeys to give to his brother. See, after he steals his birthright, now he's now now and he's gotten rich at his uncle's house. Now he's like, no, maybe I don't need my birthright. In fact, I'm going to give you some of the stuff that I've got, I think. Who knows what's actually, how this is going to wind up. Well, I know how today's story is going to wind up because I've read it already. Um, Okay. So he's got some presents for Esau. That evening, Jacob sent all the men, women, and children together with his possessions across the Jabbok River so that he might have some time alone. Nothing like a little time alone before you're reunited with your brother who you cheated out of his birthright. Um, and this is, mind you, this has got to be more than 14 years ago because that's how long he had to work to pay off the daughters. Suddenly, and from nowhere, a stranger appeared and began to wrestle with him. All night, they fought in silence. Now, this is, I, I don't know that I want to wrestle with a stranger, but uh, I would love to be able to go back to the jiu-jitsu gym and do some wrestling. So this sounds good to me, but uh, it's sort of weird. You're on a camp out, you want some time alone, and some stranger shows up and just starts wrestling with you all night. At dawn, the stranger said, It's now morning and I must leave. Tell me, uh, what's your name? <laughs> Holy cow, all night you're wrestling with this guy? You don't bother to ask him his name? Uh, my name is Jacob. Ah, uh, You shall not be called Jacob any longer, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men, and you have prevailed. Hmm. And with that, the stranger was gone. As the sun rose and light returned to the fields, Jacob realized that he had come face to face with God. Face to face. (laughs) And also back to front, probably, if they were wrestling all night. That happens from time to time. Um, And I don't know how, you know, this God is so he's 
burying cities in rubble and blowing up mountains, but uh, he has trouble. Jacob gave him a hard time with the grappling. God's very new to grappling. Um, anyway, he had hardly caught up with his people when they saw a cloud of dust on the road signaling the approach of Esau and his 400 men. Holy crap! I'm, no, I'm in no shape to fight my twin brother right now. I spent all night wrestling with God. Jacob hurried forward, then bowed down before his brother Esau, threw his arm, Esau threw his arms around him and kissed him, and they both wept. Thank goodness, because Jacob is in no sit condition for a fight right now. Welcome, brother, Esau said. You and yours are welcome home. So, there's nothing like 14 years and uh, and your brother is effed off after he cheated you out of your birthright. Um, so Esau's ready to welcome him home. Jacob's now going to be called Israel, which is going to be confusing later when they name a country that. Um, but he spent a night wrestling with God. And uh, I don't know that I've spent some nights wrestling with God, but this pandemic, man, every once in a while I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe I have to go back to sleep. Uh, I want I, I can't sleep anymore. I'm tired of the sleeping. Anyway... Let's go back. Uh, Keys, you say you just finished watching Pretend It's a City. I wanted to watch that, and then, but Fran Leibowitz is a bit frustrating to me. For those of you who don't know, it's a documentary. Martin Scorsese is interviewing Fran Leibowitz about New York City. Mm. Uh, oh, see so you, Cindy, you're saying you, you finished it too, found it depressing. Yeah, well, I don't need that. That's enough for me. You guys saved me an evening with Lady Jerry. Uh, getting bummed out. We'll watch this after the pandemic. Maybe. We'll see. Um, <laughs> Dave, you've had a hard night like wrestling with God all night? Yeah, we, haven't we all? Especially during this pandemic. That's what I'm saying. Seems like it would have been easier for all the people to stay and Jacob to go off alone for a time. Yeah, it would have been picked, but uh, that's not how they always do it in the Bible. They A lot of times they do it the hard way. Um, Dave, you got him with the got him with a pile driver off the top rope. Yeah, even God doesn't see the pile driver off the top rope coming. Uh, and then the chair. Oh my goodness! I don't know if you've ever hit anything, one with a folding chair, but it's not. Somebody asked me that the other day. It was a guy, another grown man, but he was a wrestling fan when he was a kid, and he said, "You ever, you ever hit anybody with a chair? You ever get hit with a chair?" Because that's what he and his brothers or friends did when they were kids. I was like, no, I didn't. He goes, it hurts. So this just in. I could have, I feel like I knew that without having to experience it. Um, <laughs> Jen, you're saying you'd have leaned a bit more negative on Fran Leibowitz. Um, she is negative. Um, I have found when I was younger, some of her sarcastic um, put downy meanness to be funny but uh, I think that's that's behind me now, and it's not behind her. She's still going for it. She's found her wheelhouse, and she's in there swinging. Um, and the groundhog never saw his shadow again. That's right, Michael. Jen, fun fact. It is a fun fact. You've been hit with a metal folding chair? Oh. Um, I hope not by your husband. That's a that's a bad story. I'm not, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend that I didn't even say that. All right. So I've got today's letter from Grandma. Let me tell you something. I thought there were more letters from Grandma left than there are. There's this one from today. I've got the Grandma and a Charlotte uh, in the same envelope. And then um, I'm afraid we've got one more next week, and then we're going to be on repeats of uh, of the Grandma and Charlottes. Uh, anyway, today's letter from Grandma is from February 17th, 1990. So I was 
on on this day in February of 1990, I was 29, but I turned 30 in 1990. Um, she's saying, dear, uh, dear me and Diane, who I've told you about already a little bit here, happy birthday to Diane. Um, today, Charlotte was shoveling snow. It began snowing Wednesday when we were at Ladies Aid. We had a pretty table so they're at Ladies Aid February 17th it started snowing we had a pretty table bouquet red and white fresh flowers red plates nuts a mint and a white then a red heart at the center nice meat sandwich salad fresh greens slice of dill pickle <laughs> red fruit juice coffee and water and good luck getting a meal as delicious as that down in Biloxi. I hope you can do better than that. <laughs> I received a valentine from Sue. Uh, it sounds on TV like they had a lot of snow in Chicago. So Sue's lived in Chicago since oh, for a long time. Or in the Chicago, Chicago land, as they say. I'm wondering if she even got to work because of all the snow. Love to you both, uh, Grandma. And then, so that was on February... 17th, and then there's an addendum here from March 12th, because February 17th was Diane's birthday. Okay. Different people have said they have stayed up and watched me, Jake, and they just uh, wish he was on earlier. And they she's put, he was on earlier in quotes, because I was on Letterman, so it's late at night. They like him. It is so windy today. The flag, Earl Kroger, that's their neighbor across the street, has on a tall pole, is just blowing and shaking the pole. A neighbor came over and climbed on the roof and was cleaning out the straw and nesting material they, starlings, I suppose, had put in this pipe. Best wishes to you both. Love, Grandma. So that's from Grandma. Mm. Okay, before we get to Charlotte here, what do we got? Rich, you fell down upstairs and hit a metal folding chair. That's that sounds like a tough in injury. Uh, Jen saying I was some psycho high school girl. Uh, oh God, what happened? Some high school psycho girl hit you with a chair. God, um, you're pretty sure you ended her. I don't doubt it. Um, planning ahead here, Scott. You're saying if Mardi Gras is a bust this year. Valentine's Day still going to be a thing? Asking for a friend. Yeah, we're still going to do Valentine's Day, I guess. But I don't... Mardi Gras... Well, we're still going to have Mardi Gras, whether it's Mardi Gras parades or not. Um, that's... It's like Easter and Christmas. It happens. In fact, it's it's, it's a part of Easter, kind of. Um, anyway. <laughs> I'm a little confused about what's going on in the chat. Um... <clears throat> Okay, Keys, you say you once followed a kid that was bullying you into the bathroom and punched him in the mouth as he stepped up to the urinal. Nice. Yeah, you. That's one of the rules of fighting is you want to hit first and and have it be unexpected. All right, Charlotte saying uh, meant. This is again from uh, March twelfth, uh, nineteen ninety. Meant to get a Valentine off to you and happy birthday to Diane. Grandma has had a letter written to you for some time but I never got around to addressing the envelope. We hope you had a nice Valentine's, a happy birthday on the 17th, 
And now, we wish you a happy St. Patrick's Day. Might as well throw in Easter, Memorial Day, and the 4th of July, too. We'll, we'll wait with the Christmas wishes. At Charlotte. She's a real card. Um, Grandma is pretty good. She walks with a walker. She's 92. We saw you on the David Letterman show. That was a nice article by Bob Newhart in the March uh, 10th to 16th TV guide about you. Uh, David, uh, yeah, Bob Newhart said some nice things about me back in 1990 in the TV guide. If you can remember that. We used to have a magazine that told us what was on TV. <laughs> now we've got a Facebook chat and we can still better barely figure it out. Um, Pauline gave us a copy of the article, that's my mom, uh, about... Uh, Diane's jewelry, and uh, <clears throat> and then another article about my comedy. Uh, we've had 68 degree weather today. Unbelievable! Last Monday, Des Moines had an ice storm, and 91,000 homes were without electricity for several days. David Kroger was home last week, and he's moving to Minneapolis. He's 34 years old. <laughs> If you're ever in this area, let us know, and we'll get you if you have the time. You're always welcome here. Mother, Grandma, has written a check for you uh, for Valentine's and the birthday, and you can divide it. Hope all is going well. We'd like to hear from you. Love, Charlotte and Grandma. So that's your letter from Grandma and Charlotte for today. I hope you enjoy that. Next week is our last letter in this uh, envelope, so we'll have to start over after that. And i got to tell you, next week there's a photo of uh, Charlotte in front of their house. And so I'll read that letter next week, and then I'll post that photo on, in the group chat uh, if you're interested. Um, a lot of talks about how you can attack someone at a urinal. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Starlings are one of the, if not the most invasive, destructive species brought to the U.S. They love airplane engines. Well, uh, that's not good for starlings, and it's not good for airplanes. All right. <laughs> Darren, you're saying you feel very vulnerable at the urinal? Just thought you'd share that. Yeah, I have to say I do, too. I've always, I'm always keeping an eye out for uh, people coming up behind me, because, man, they just smash your head into the wall. That's terrible. Pick, you're saying, I remember all the local Mardi Gras stuff being canceled last year. That was the start of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, you're saying I should get one of those heart-shaped pizzas for Lady Jerry for Valentine's Day? Very romantic? Yeah, I bet it is. Um, I Heart-shaped pizza, I don't... I, this is not going to happen. And I don't think it's going to work on her. Um how many people got killed by floats last year if that wasn't an omen for 2020? How many people got killed by floats? Are you talking about uh, parade floats or uh, ice cream floats? Root beer floats. There you go. Um, uh, Don, you're saying howdy. Late today, just got back from getting the seven-year-old of a rhinus test. Yeah, well, how, how'd it go, Don? I hope he's varinus-free. Well, I guess you don't know right now, do you? Um, <clears throat> so, uh, there we've had we've had our um, we've had our letter from Grandma. We've had our oh the fun meter. Let's check that. Ooh, it's okay. We're right on the edge between medium and good fun. Uh, I went out this morning to uh, the coffee place I like to go to meet my friend, and 
we didn't have to stand on the sidewalk. They had set up tables on the sidewalk. And the guy who owned the place, who's also now a friend of mine, um, lo the local coffee spot at around 22nd Street and, and 22nd and Pico on Pico. So um, they had tables set up outside, and the owner told me that indoor, outdoor dining, outdoor dining is back on in Santa Monica. But then we went by our COVID. Uh, distribution center here, the local bar, where I like to go for a burger during the day. It's not so crowded during the day, but when you go down there at night, you're like, that's where you go to get COVID for shizzy. Um, we, uh, I walked by there today to see if they were open for burgers, because that's where Christella and I like to go have a burger during the day, and they, there was nobody eating on the street, but uh, that was some possible good news. Um, yeah, Don, 24 to 72 hours for the results. Okay, Don, well, keep me posted on that, and I hope your son is uh, fine. Obviously, we all, we all hope that. Not to be a downer, but did any anyone catch this BBC NOLA music doc? No, I didn't. Um, let me click on that just to see. Uh, on Ragby, they put Mardi Gras beads on roadkill. <laughs> well, one day I hope to go on Ragby. I'm, I'm just checking this uh, click to the BBC documentary the year the music stopped. Oh, dearie. Um, well, I'm, I'm interested in watching that, but uh, I do know that they got to be hurting down there. <clears throat> so, oh. <sighs> Andrew, you're asking for some snark? I can do some snark in a minute. I got some question from the question box. Cindy's saying... So am I the only person who doesn't find a gazillion people festing in the streets and insane levels of noise appealing? Well, Cindy, uh, yeah, I can't say that I would like it all year round. I just love... I, and, and Mardi Gras in New Orleans isn't really my thing. A jazz fest is. But uh, music, outside music and dancing and uh, eating in the street and being around people... For that week or two that you go down to New Orleans, I, I mean, it's my thing. I totally get it. I couldn't do it all the time, so I totally get that it's it's a little bit of a pain. But I've just had I've been out in the street after come out of the bar after you're watching a great band, go out to the street for a little peace and quiet for a minute. And this must have been two between two and three in the morning. I'm out in the street talking to my friend Mary Jo, and from a block away, I can see a giant crawfish coming at me. It was a guy in a crawfish suit by himself, not out with a friend. And it was an amazing costume, you know, crawfish head, he had the two claws and the tail was down below and he's walking and it's this dirty red brown crawfish walking down the street and they got to us, he gave us a hug in the street, we danced with him a little bit and they took off down the street. So that's what I love about New Orleans anytime is you're out in the street. Some guy there was at home it's two in the morning. He's like, my God, forget about it. I've been sleeping. I've been wrestling. God, I can't sleep tonight. I think I'm just going to put on my crawfish suit and walk down to Frenchman Street, see what's going on, give some people some hugs. And that's what he did. I, I hope it made him happy, but it made me so happy. <laughs> just this guy is out for a walk in his crawfish suit. Uh, oh, so that's what you go there for. Um, here we go. Um, Uh, okay. Florida is a fun state in which uh, 
which is why uh, on national news, all weird stories start with a Florida man. Well, all stories in other states, you know, California man did this. It's just that Florida men are really busy doing some pretty ridiculous, uh, ridiculous, silly things. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Don, the first summer you lived in Chicago, Blues Fest in Grant Park was amazing. I bet Chicago, man, I used to love going to the Kingston Mines to hear the blues. Uh, it's kind of moved from or changed from how it was when I first started going there, but I but I loved it. Um, Ouija's saying, live now in New Orleans, Cam. Oh, I'm going to be... Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm, I got that now. I'm bookmarking that because uh, I need to be watching that all the time. Yeah, New Orleans will be back, Darren. You're right. It, it, it'll be back. You can't... New Orleans, you can't... You can, you can. It can take a licking and keep on ticking. That's my f- favorite thing about. Um, Laura, you're saying that's the kind of stuff you love about Burning Man. Yeah, I've heard about Burning Man. I, I never did get down there because I always had a gig over that Labor Day weekend. Um, New Year's Eve, they do giant bonfires along the Mississippi. Yes, Ed, we were down there for New Year's Eve last year. We went out to see one of those bonfires. They had one this. They, grew, they build the bonfires over days leading up, and then they light them on Christmas Eve. And the idea is so that Santa can find his way down through the bio to your house. And we were at this one that was a giant alligator um, that they'd made out of wood and then soaked with lighter fluid. And then we're running around drunk on top of before they lit it. I was like, let's stand back when they light this thing, because these boys might catch on fire. Um doesn't New Orleans have a lot of haunted houses? Well, I think it does, Flavia, but uh, that's that's where you go. You were nearly killed by an overwhelming crowd pick on the Brooklyn Bridge on Liberty Weekend 1986. Everyone was trying to get to the bridge to watch the Statue of Liberty Centennial Fireworks. Yeah, yeah, the crowd, so when the crowds press in like that, that is scary. So I understand why you might not like crowds. Um, Oh, Michael, you're saying you like the Kingston Mines? Yeah, I, I had a great Kingston Mines sweatshirt that I lost. I'd love to. I'd love to get another Kingston Mines shirt. You probably order them online, I, I guess, huh? Um, here in Texas, they put their kids in <laughs> in fields of weeds and take pictures of them. Well, yeah, that's a good time. Um, all right, I'm going to uh, hoping they hold a Motley Crue concert in Charlotte that got canceled last year. We'll be back on this summer. Those old rockers don't have much time left. Uh, Motley Crue, I think, is going to be around for a little, few more years, but we'll, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I can't wait to go back to Chicago, too, Darren. Um, Jeff, you're saying you were in New Orleans for New Year's 2000. The crowd was so large, you got lifted off your feet and carried a little. Uh, yeah, that's a, li- that's a little bit scary. Well, New Year's Eve, and that's one of the reasons. Mardi Gras and New Year's Eve are a little maybe too intense for me, especially at my tender age. Uh, what's the strangest thing I've ever eaten? That's a question from the question. What's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? And it's got to be the fermented shark that we had when we were in Iceland. Um, it it is they it can ki- if you eat it raw, even or cooked when it's fresh, it'll kill you. They have to bury it for a year and let it ferment, and it's uh, oh, it's pretty crazy. All right. Um, Gary, you're saying you caught my show in Chicago a couple of times. Always great. Thank you. I look forward to getting back there to uh, to the Zanies downtown and in Roma, Rosemont 
uh, as soon as it's safe. So I'm getting out the book of Snark, just because Andrew, you're um, you were asking about it. Um, so this is some Snark about movies. All right, and this is Truman Capote. It's a scientific fact. For every year a person lives in Hollywood, they lose two points of their IQ. <laughs> well, I don't live in Hollywood, but I live pretty close. And if that were true, I've, I've been here for, you know, 30 years. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing pretty good. I must have started off pretty good if Truman's right about that. That's Truman Capote, everybody. All right. Mr. Predicto, will Lady Jerry be here tomorrow? Let's... Mm. No. Oh, I think I think Mr. Predicto's wrong. I think Lady Jerry will be here tomorrow. Ouija, how hungry do you have to be to eat year old dead fish? Well, it wasn't a hunger thing. It was it was sort of a daredevil thing. That's why I that's why I ate it. Um all right, there's a lot of good Motley Crew chat. If anyone's listening to this on the podcast, you want to go check out my Facebook page, and you're a Motley Crew fan, you can find out some good stuff in there. But right now, it's time for Seize the Day. I still don't know how to hold this to get the light right that so you can really... That, that seems pretty good. There we go. It's time for Seize the Day. So today's Seize the Day, and this is an excerpt from Seize the Day number four, um is from Joseph Campbell. And I just listened to uh, The Power of Myth. They have the audio. You could I checked out the audio from his 1970s interviews with Bill Moyers. Um, anyway, Joseph Campbell. We cannot cure the world of sorrows, but we can choose to live in joy. Hmm. So let's try that and see how it works out for us. We cannot cure the world of sorrows, but we can l- choose to live in a world of joy. And I'm trying... I'm trying. Uh, I hope you guys have a uh, have a great night. Someone send Jake a clothes a clothes huh? Someone send Jake a clothespin. What do I need a clothespin for? Uh, well, something. I'll have to follow. I'll follow your bliss. Yes, follow your bliss, Flavia. We'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks for thanks for tuning in today. Um, sorry, Darren. I, yeah, I did see that something happened with the stream. I rebooted the internet yesterday. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take my complaints to the highest authorities. Um, <coughs> I hope you guys are well. I'm about to finish a book that I'll tell you about tomorrow that I've really been enjoying. And uh, I, th- I believe Lady Jerry will be here tomorrow. Our animal tomorrow, uh, I, don't have, I don't have the, the, uh, the piece of paper, but I have an animal for tomorrow, so there'll be an animal tomorrow. Love you all. Love to you, Jen, and everybody else. We'll see you all tomorrow. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. You can do this. We've already been doing it for almost a year. You can do it. See you tomorrow.
the machine, please. I can't hear you unless you talk into the machine. You heard that.